encouraged, and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. everybody. Welcome to another CAC Daily iCast, just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style, as we bring you another broadcast on this Thursday. It is the 12th day of the 10th month. That's right, October the 12th. This month is almost halfway over. 10.02 in a.m. here in East Kentucky. 
Looking outside my window pane, it is uh, partly sunny and looks like we got about a 55-degree morning, which is better than what we've been having. And looks like that uh, coming up, it's going to be a little bit warmer today, 77 for the high. And looks like tomorrow's going to be 81, but look what happened Saturday. 69 degrees on Saturday, and then Sunday, oh, we don't even want to talk about it, 52 degrees on on Sunday. I know, I know. Oh, yeah, boo. Boo. But we're going to enjoy this 77-degree day, and uh, we hope that you are having a great day also. And, of course, looking at our uh, radar weather, you can see that right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, there's nothing going on. Looks like all of the rain is kind of to our south, and so hopefully it'll stay that way. But welcome to the broadcast today. We want to make a few announcements. We baptized one last night. That's right. The first-time guest went to the altar and then got baptized. So appreciate Brother Adam coming and uh, giving his life to the Lord and then getting baptized. So, yeah, the Lord is doing some great things right here at CAC Daily ICAST as well as CAC and PAC. So come on down and be with us. You never know what God's going to do. If you want to be in our Christmas program at CAC, then you need to sign up now because we are getting closer to the time of having to start practice, so keep that in mind. And then CAC Homecoming Service, Saturday, October the 21st. That's not this Saturday, but next Saturday, Brother George Scott's going to be with us, and he's going to be preaching at 7 p.m. on Saturday and 11 a.m. on Sunday, and a dinner following. CAC Trunk or Treats coming up Tuesday, October 31st, 6 to 8 p.m. And then we have Harvest Time Crusade coming up. That's right. That's going to be Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. And also, we got our 10th anniversary coming up right here at CAC Daily iCast. And that's going to be an online celebration Tuesday, December the 5th. And so we started broadcasting back in 2013 on Monday through Friday doing this. We was broadcasting the church services way before that. But we, uh, we'll talk a little bit about how we got started and what inspired that and what has happened since we started. And that will be Tuesday, December the 5th. Our Christmas program this year will be Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. And CAC New Year's Eve celebration winds up the year Sunday, December the 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. So, yeah. We're looking forward to all of those services. Then we have our prayer requests that we want to make mention of. And of course, we're going to mention the last 10. You can see all of those scrolling your screen. Let's remember Sharon and Marvin Dunn, Paula Rowe, Sid Lester's family. Sid's funeral is today, so remember his family. Reggie Joe Dotson, Pam Bartley, Charles Wolford, Nicole Smith, Kaisley Hinkle, Luna McClanahan, 
And remember Macon. Uh, this is a baby having open heart surgery. So remember Macon in prayer. Also, uh, we want to let you know that you can put your prayer request or praise supports uh, in the comment section in the chat room. You can also uh, call in at 606-282-4108 or you can email those to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at uh, cornerstoneapostolic.org or just simply prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to utilize this platform to teach your word, to fellowship with your people from all across the U.S. and around the world. Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one today who is watching, that you will bring healing, deliverance, and help in the time of need to all who are watching. I pray that you would bring peace to Jerusalem. I pray that you would just uh, protect all of the IDF forces and all of those who are having to fight and all the innocent civilians. I just pray, Lord, that you would just be with them and protect them. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one on our prayer list, each and every one that has a need, whether it's a spiritual, physical, or mental uplifting they need, that they might receive it by looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, I pray that you would touch each and every one today as we study your word, that we will take the words off the pages of the book, rightly divide it, expound it fully, and we'll all leave with more knowledge than we came. And Lord, we ask for your blessings upon this broadcast that it will continue to reach out and touch others. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray, amen, amen. Well, we do want to put uh, Jerusalem on our, uh, and Israel, of course, on our prayer list because, um, um, you know, we're, we are instructed uh, uh, to uh, pray for um, for um, the peace of Jerusalem. So um, all of them that are fighting, uh, all of those that uh, have, uh, you know, not only uh, uh, the IDF forces, but also all the innocent people that are just uh, there, children and and. Uh, and innocent people. It's just, it's a terrible, terrible thing that's going on. And uh, war is never, war is never a, uh, a good thing. It's always uh, casualties on both sides. Already been over 1,200 people, 1,500 people somewhere in that neighborhood uh, killed. And uh, now the number of Americans has increased. I think the last I saw, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 25. So, um, and that number will probably go up. Well, uh, we're glad that you've joined us today. Hope you'll stick around for the entirety of the broadcast because we're reading our way through the Old Testament and we're going to start right now in 1 Kings and this is going to be chapter 8. 1 Kings chapter 8. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel, unto King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast in the month of Ethanim, which is the seventh month. 
And all the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the ark. And they brought up the ark of the Lord, and the tabernacle of the congregation, and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle, even those did the priests and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. And the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto his place, into the oracle of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staves thereof above. And they drew out the staves, that the ends of the staves were seen out in the holy place before the oracle, and they were not seen without. And there they are unto this day. There was nothing in the ark save the two tables of stone, which Moses put there at Horeb, when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass, when the priests were come out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Then spake Solomon, The Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. I have surely built thee an house to dwell in, a settled place for thee to abide in forever. And the king turned his face about, and blessed all the congregation of Israel, and all the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which spake with his mouth unto David my father, and hath with his hand fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build an house, that my name might be therein. But I chose David to be over my people Israel. And it was in the heart of David my father to build an house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And the Lord said unto David my father, Whereas it was in thine heart to build an house unto my name, thou didst well that it was in thine heart. Nevertheless, Thou shalt not build the house, but thy son that shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house unto my name. And the Lord hath performed his word that he spake, and I am risen up in the room of David my father, and sit on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built an house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And I have set there a place for the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord which he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepest covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart, who hast kept with thy servant David, my father, that thou promisedst him. Thou spakest also with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, that thou promisest him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that thy children take heed to their way, that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me.
And now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be verified, which thou spakest unto thy servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house that I have builded. Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee today, that thine eyes may be opened toward this house night and day, even toward the place of which thou hast said, My name shall be there, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant, and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place. And hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. If any man trespass against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him to cause him to swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house, then hear thou in heaven, and do and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked to bring his way upon his head, and justifying the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. When thy people Israel be smitten down before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall turn again to thee, and confess thy name, and pray, and make supplication unto thee in this house, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest unto their fathers. When heaven is shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee, if they pray toward this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin when thou afflictest them, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk, and give rain upon thy land which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locust, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hands toward this house, then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive and do, and give to every man according to his ways, whose heart thou knowest. For thou, even thou only, knowest the hearts of all the children of men that they may fear thee all the days that they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. Moreover concerning a stranger, that is not of thy people Israel, but cometh out of a far country for thy name's sake, for they shall hear of thy great name, and of thy strong hand, and of thy stretched out arm. When he shall come and pray toward this house, Hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, to fear thee as do thy people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I have builded is called by thy name. If thy people go out to battle against their enemy, whithersoever thou shalt send them, and shall pray unto the Lord toward the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house that I have built for thy name, 
Then hear thou in heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. If they sin against thee, for there is no man that sinneth not, and thou be angry with them and deliver them to the enemy so that they carry them away captives unto the land of the enemy far or near, Yet if they shall bethink themselves in the land whither they were carried captives, and repent, and make supplication unto thee in the land of them that carried them captive, saying, We have sinned, and have done perversely, we have committed wickedness, and so return unto thee with all their heart, and with all their soul in the land of their enemies, which led them away captive, and pray unto thee toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, the city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou their prayer, and their supplication in heaven thy dwelling place, and maintain their cause. And forgive thy people that have sinned against thee, and all their transgressions wherein they have transgressed against thee. And give them compassion before them who carried them captive, that they may have compassion on them. For they be thy people and thine inheritance, which thou broughtest forth out of Egypt from the midst of the furnace of iron, that thine eyes may be open unto the supplication of thy servant, and unto the supplication of thy people Israel, to hearken unto them in all that they call for unto thee. For thou didst separate them from among all the people of the earth, to be thine inheritance, as thou spakest by the hand of Moses thy servant, when thou broughtest our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. And it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all this prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant. The Lord our God be with us, as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us nor forsake us that he may incline our hearts unto him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments which he commanded our fathers. And let these my words, wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord, be nigh unto the Lord our God day and night, that he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel at all times, as the matter shall require that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God, and that there is none else. Let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments, as at this day. And the king and all Israel with him offered sacrifice before the Lord. And Solomon offered a sacrifice of peace offerings, which he offered unto the Lord, two and twenty thousand oxen, and an hundred and twenty thousand sheep. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. The same day did the king hallow the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. For there he offered burnt offerings and meat offerings, and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar that was before the Lord was too little to receive the burnt offerings and meat offerings and the fat of the peace offerings. 
And at that time Solomon held a feast, and all Israel with him, a great congregation from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of Egypt, before the Lord our God, seven days and seven days, even fourteen days. On the eighth day he sent the people away, and they blessed the king and went unto their tents, joyful and glad of heart, for all the goodness that the Lord had done for David his servant and for Israel his people. on this Thursday morning, 1023 in the a.m. We're reading our way through the Old Testament. And once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to loop back through the New Testament. So that was 1 Kings chapter 8. And let's see if we can do this. Have you got a minute? Well, of course you got a minute. Well, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Psalms 31 and 23 says, O love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. The word love is mentioned 310 times in the Bible. Jesus mentioned love only 13 times. But while this may seem like a small number, it doesn't take away from the impact or importance that love is to have in our lives. The first time that love is mentioned in the Bible, it is found in Genesis 27 and 7, when Isaac referenced his love for venison. The last time love is mentioned in the Bible is found in Revelation 3:19, when Jesus said he rebukes and chastens those he loves. Which do you have? Love for stuff or love for Jesus? And that is 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Yeah, if you got a minute, then you got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. That was recorded back in February of 2021. Well, we're glad that you've joined us today. It's time for us to try to squeeze in our trivia question of the day. And so here we go with that. Time is it? I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link. Sunday mornings at 9:30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to Mountaintop Media. Com. Well, today's trivia question. 
What curse? What curse did Elisha, I should say, what curse did Elisha cause to befall the 42 youths who mocked his bald head? What curse did Elisha cause to befall the 42 youths who mocked his bald head? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, well, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was simply this. What, uh, which king of Israel was most evil? of all which king of israel was most evil of all and out of those that participated looks like 100 percent of you got it correct and uh, the correct answer is ahab found in first Kings 16 and 40 so yeah 100 percent of you got it correct thank you for participating in yesterday's trivia question and today's trivia question, what curse did Elisha, Elisha cause to f- befall the 42 young people who mocked his bald head? Well, we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, let's see what else we got. Uh, if we can squeeze one more little thing in here, it's called the Commonwealth Minute. And this is by the Commonwealth Policy Center and the Executive Director, Richard Nelson. So here we go. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Senate Bill 150, the bill that stopped gender transitions of minors, was upheld by the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. The court ruled in favor of Attorney General Daniel Cameron, who defended the revocation of medical licenses of doctors who performed gender transition surgeries on children. The ACLU and National Center for Lesbian Rights opposed this part of the law, but Chief Judge Jeffrey Sutton ruled and said, It is difficult for anyone to be sure about predicting the long-term consequences of abandoning age limits of any sort of these treatments. The judge ruled in a truly conservative manner. He's acting in the best interests of children in capable of making life-altering gender decisions involving high levels of off-label use of hormones and debilitating surgeries that will bring incredible regret later in life. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that is the Commonwealth Policy Center. And I'm glad that that Sixth Circuit upholds Senate Bill 150. No use in mutilating children. My goodness. They have enough hard time, you know, growing up in a world as is, much less all the other stuff that happens when you mutilate them. But anyway, I'm glad for that. And it's time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives, and people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast, just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. We want to pick up where we left off yesterday, and of course, we are studying in the book of Revelation. So we're going to go to Revelation to uh, study today in chapter 6, and we're going to begin at verse number 3. And when he had opened the second seal, when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace, to take peace um, from the earth and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a sword, a great sword. So um, I want to uh, go to the Lord in prayer as we study today this second seal that has been opened. We studied yesterday the first seal, uh, establishing that this is the Antichrist. This is not Jesus coming on a white horse, but this is the Antichrist. And uh, at first appears to be bringing peace. And then all of a sudden, things begin to change. That's why when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh. Let's go to the Lord in prayers. We study today uh, lesson and episode number 1096 of our study through the word. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we study your word, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, and that we will all leave here with more knowledge than we came. And Lord, we ask that you would guide us in everything we say and do, 
so it will bring honor unto you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, kind of give us a little bit of understanding of uh, these verses. Of course, we want to um, remember that um, uh, this second seal uh, is represented by here comes a red horse, a red horse. The first seal had a white horse, and now we see a red horse. The red horse represents war. That's right. The red horse represents war. The Antichrist soon exchanges his empty bow. Remember, he had a bow on that white horse with no arrows, which represents a time of peace. So now he exchanges his empty bow for a great sword, the Bible says, a great sword, which uh, means that it's a sword that is capable of bringing death and destruction. And that's why it's important to understand uh, even what's going on in Israel right now, uh, that uh, this this wars and rumors of wars, and when you see Israel starting to have uh, war, then we need to start looking up because the coming of the Lord is nigh. And so red is associated with terror and death and bloodshed, if you will. And uh, these things have happened throughout history, but during this time, it will reach a height during the tribulation period, the great tribulation period. So with that said, I want to kind of just uh, dive into uh, uh, explaining this second rider. Uh, He's on a red horse, which represents this bloody warfare. Uh, the Antichrist is going to come on the scene appearing to have every answer to the economy, uh, the, the war problems, the fighting problems. There's going to be somebody step up and say, I have the answer to peace. And when that happens, you better be careful because, uh, you know, the church, as we, as we have studied, the church is going to go up in the rapture, and then those which are left behind, you're going to be de- dealing with all of this chaos, all of this bloodshed. Uh, the Antichrist comes in and first of all says, you know, I'm bringing peace and and I've got a bow, but I don't have no arrows, so that means I'm not going to go to war and, and there's not going to be any bloodshed. Then all of a sudden, things change, and that's what you know, we can look at so many things in our world today that relate to such a, a thing as this. You say, how can uh, people be deceived? And then all of a sudden, uh, the Antichrist is bringing bloodshed everywhere. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, a time of deception. And that's why when we look at the word of the Lord, uh, we begin to see how easy it is for people to be deceived by following the charismatic person or the person that has a great personality or a drawing personality, uh, following a person who is knowledgeable, following a person who is uh, got already a following. So if we're not careful, what happens is we begin to see how easy people can fall into deception. So uh, let's look at this. Uh, the second rider comes on the scene. 
and he's coming on a red horse, which represents bloody warfare. You know what's going on in Israel right now with with Hamas and and Gaza? It's a bloody warfare. If you have uh, watched any of the scenes unfold, uh, you see the bloodshed, uh, babies that's been beheaded. Uh, they've had the bodies mutilated and and just all sorts of bloodshed. And it, it was it's the worst in Israel's history. Now that's important to understand because uh, it never has happened in the history of Israel since they become a state and and they are literally saying since the Holocaust. So with that said, we see the bloodshed over there, how easy it is to bring bloodshed. This great sword that uh, we see, and uh, of of course, um, I want to just kind of let you see this on the screen. There was given unto him a great sword. Now, a lot of times when you think of swords back in um, uh, biblical days, that's that's what they had to fight with, and they they fought with swords. Uh, they had spears. They had shields. Uh, they had uh, you know other uh, primitive weapons. But when we look in Revelation and see this great sword, I don't think it means that he's coming through with just a sword of what we look at as a sword. I think it's the ability to bring great bloodshed. I think it's the ability to bring great death tolls and destruction. And that's why it's called a great sword. But looking at this, uh, we see that the red horse represents bloody warfare. The false peace promised by the first rider is all of a sudden shattered and the entire world is plunged into a universal revolution with terrible bloodshed. Murderous hatred outbreaks among men. That's what Hamas did. They came through on Israel's border, came through, went into houses and just started a bloodshed, a bloodshed that was uh, something that just uh, was something that uh, was just unprecedented. It had never happened before. And then we see that this this great, uh, you know, uh, uh, bloodshed that began to happen, happened quickly and and we see the mass destruction. So I don't think this great sword is just talking about taking out a sword out of the sheath. I believe this great sword is the means to have a lot of bloodshed, a lot of killing. So uh, that is something that I think this murderous outbreak, hatred among men, peace taken from the earth, and he's given a great sword that will result in violence and bloodshed. Sword has always been representative of something of a, an, an uh, attack weapon, uh, a destructive weapon, a bloodshedding weapon. And so I really feel that, uh, again, this may not be just a plain sword as we see a great sword, if you will, 
Even Goliath had a sword like nobody else. But I believe this sword is representing great destruction, whether it comes from missiles or, or uh, you know, um, armies, whatever it comes from. Uh, I think that this great bloodshed is coming in that manner. Now, in Revelation 12 and 3, the devil is called the great red dragon. So the rider on the red horse will be one of the devil's representatives influenced by the devil. Uh, you know, sometimes when we start looking at evil and, and Hamas is evil, uh, you know, ISIS was evil. When we start looking at all the evil in the world, we know that that evil is uh, inspired, if you, if I can use the word inspired, or uh, something that, uh, that uh, causes people to uh, do what they do. It comes from the devil. It comes from evil. All of, all of the things that we've been hearing about the reports of Israel and Hamas and what Hamas has done to Israelites, they said this is not uh, you know, uh, a warfare uh, battle, basically. This is not even uh, people doing this. It's not even considered animals who's doing this. But they say it's pure evil. Now that's in that's in in um, inspiring to understand that uh, you know some of the things going on in the world is pure evil, inspired by the devil, uh, backed by the devil, and that's why when you read about the great red dragon the devil, which is called that in Revelation 12 and 3, and now you see a rider on a red horse, you know that the devil is inspiring or influencing, I guess would be a better word to say, influencing this rider. He's going to have the ability to bring great destruction, great death. But we find that sometimes we just look and we see that uh, you know, it it is very foolish to believe that there can be peace as long as godless men are the heads of nations and are controlled by the influence of the devil. You start looking at people that that are chanting like Iran, chanting death to America. Uh, you start looking at people like Iraq, Iran, and others that want Israel, want all of the Jews annihilated. That's what Hitler wanted. Hitler wanted to get rid of all the Jews, and that's why the Holocaust took place. Oh, it was terrible at the way they were treated. It was terrible. They were experimented on. They were brutalized. They were, they were uh, literally just uh, bloodshed was terrible, and the treatment was terrible. But we find here uh, with Hamas, they want to annihilate the Jews. They want to do away with the Jewish people. Well, God's going to take care of the Jews. That's right. God's going to take care of the Jews. That's his people. And and so, uh, you know, we got to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We got to pray for protection of Israel. But here we see what does this writer on a red horse want to do. His sole concern is to bring death and destruction. 
death, and destruction. To who? People of Israel? People of the world? You know, uh, there's a lot of people right now that uh, are even afraid to say that they support the Jews for fear of retaliation. But you know what? We have got to learn to stand for the word of God. And when the word of God says that we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and, and we are to, uh, you know, stand uh, for the right things, then we have to stand. And we have to stand against what? Evil. The evil of our day. And tell people about Jesus. We had one get baptized last night. Oh, we're so excited. First time guest. He went to the altar and then we baptized him last night. And he felt the power and the presence of the Lord. It's like the song says, hell lost another one. And he is free. This great sword and this rider on a red horse is going to bring nothing but death and destruction bloodshed everywhere we're going to see all of these things are going to be coming to pass and that's why now we're closer to the coming of the Lord than we were yesterday. We need to be ready. If you're not ready to meet the Lord, I pray that you will repent. I pray that you will get baptized in Jesus' name, and I pray that you will get filled with the Holy Ghost and that you will not let, you will not let anything deter you from running this race. Well, with our time up for today, and, and, uh, and I don't want to go into... Uh, the third seal until uh, tomorrow. But uh, I wanted to kind of bring these uh, to us so that we can see how you can go from peace to destruction, from peace to war in just a moment of time. That's why, you know, the Bible says when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh. We have to understand that. We, we don't truly in America understand that because we are just uh, uh, complacent. We're, we're, we're settled in, and we think that we're safe and everything's good. When 9-11 happened, it was like every other day. And all of a sudden, it went from peace and safety to sudden destruction. That's the way it's going to be in the end time. You need to get ready for the coming of the Lord. And today is the day of salvation. I want to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want to pray uh, for each and every one of us today to get closer to the Lord and, and to draw closer to Him because I want to be ready. I want to be ready. When the Lord comes back, I don't want to find myself lacking leaving anything unfinished. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you, Lord, for the study today. I pray that I have expounded it fully, rightly divided the word of truth, and that if I have represented or misrepresented your word in any way, in a wrong way, forgive me, Lord, and bless me to do it over and get it right. 
Lord, thank you for helping us to understand how quickly things can change. Thank you for helping us to see your coming is soon. Help somebody who is not really serving you today, but thinking about it to give their life to you. Help the backsliders to come back home. Help those that are in the valley of decision make a decision to serve you. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. That will conclude our teaching session. I hope it's been a blessing to you and has got you uh, thinking about uh, the things that are coming up on this earth. And hopefully you want to miss those things. We want to go with the church when it is raptured out of here. So um, we hope it's uh, something that you will continue to study and dig a little deeper as time goes on. Take your notes, take your Bible, take your concordance, take uh, your study material and study Revelation deeper because we're going to see that even though the church may be out of the picture, the devastation that's coming upon this earth, you do not want to miss the rapture. And the revealing of Jesus, he's our Savior, he's our help, he's our hope, he's everything we need. Amen. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running, and the reason that we uh, take our trivia question and present it every day is because we want to uh, let you have a little bit of knowledge, more knowledge and understanding, let you search your Bible, and, uh, well, if all else fails, you can Google it. Uh, what curse did Elisha cause to befall the 42 young people who mocked his bald head? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. We'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.